Welcome to Rebel and Create's Fatherhood Field Notes podcast, where we hear real stories from real men living real lives. I'm your guide, Ned Shout. Fatherhood is not only about being a dad, it incorporates providing and serving a home, loving and serving a spouse, engaging and serving in a community, as well as intentionally serving your kiddos. Fatherhood is an adventure, one full of fun, wild, and definitely messy stories. In this podcast, we will hear stories from real men who have found themselves living the adventure of fatherhood. This was such a great conversation, as they all tend to be. My friend Jason is such a solid dude. He's that guy that you just look up to and seems like he's got life really figured out. He's not trying to be flashy or this or that. He just seems very confident in who he is. He's the dude that other dudes want to be like. Um, I really value him as a human. He shares some stuff in making big career change, which is hard for us to do, especially when his career was something that gave him a lot of kind of like swag and people respected what he did. And so he talks about making big decisions, thinking about his family first. How incredible to do that when your kids are still young. Uh, He talks about choosing family over really everything else and identity. Like where do you find your identity and where do you put value in your identity? And you know, a lot of us men, we don't talk about things. We don't talk about the things that are going on in our head or the things that we're thinking about. We just kind of put our head down and keep going without really processing maybe what we should or what we would prefer to be doing. And we don't want to feel awkward or maybe feel like we're letting people down. This is a great conversation from a dude who is a quiet guy that he paused and really evaluated things and made some major career decisions. Check out this episode. You are going to greatly enjoy it. Thanks for listening to Fatherhood Field Notes. All right. Welcome to another episode of Rebel and Creates Fatherhood Field Notes. I am super stoked and honored to be sitting here in Huntington Beach at my friend Jason's house. What's up, Jason? What's going on, Ned? Uh, it's good to come over here, hang out. The kids were just here. Courtney made dinner. Um, we were just talking being around his kids, which you have three kids and what is Emma's nine? <clears throat> yeah. Emma, Emma's the oldest. And then, uh, we have crew and Finn. So Finn's our, our youngest at three. three. And I'm yeah. a little envious cause I, you know, my kids are starting to get the middle school and then we're in here just doing Nerf guns with the boys and it's just such a fun stage. When you get to drop in and play Nerf guns and leave, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so thanks for whoever bought the Nerf darts, uh, the thousand pack from Costco. I know that was a lot of uh, bullets. Um, so Jason and I have known each other for, gosh, probably 10, 12, 13 years 13, or so. 13 years. Okay. And is that how long you've been married? Uh, we'll be going on 11. 11 years. Yeah. So I had the honor. I was a youth pastor when we met and... Uh, your wife, Courtney, was in the youth group. And then I had the honor of actually officiating your guys' wedding, which at, is pretty awesome. At your community. Yep. <laughs> where you lived yeah. at that time. And you needed a million dollar uh, insurance for us to even host that, that party there. Yeah, we lived in kind of a ridiculous spot in southern South Orange County. Uh, but it was really fun. We had a good time. Yeah, it was good. So that and then... My tattoos, all but one, Jason has done in a garage somewhere. <laughs> Everywhere. Every time Everywhere. I visit your house. Yep, or... that's my house, a garage, yeah. a shop, wherever. So all these tattoos are 
the artwork of this man right here. So for people to get to know you a little bit more, how old are you? Um, I've been 35 for the past two years because <laughs> I got my birthday wrong uh, a year ago, and so did my wife. No way. You guys just were thought you were the wrong age or what? I just, I don't, yeah. You're just not adding it up? No. <laughs> no. I, yeah. So <clears throat> Courtney even gave me a, a birthday kick that said 35 and uh this year around on my last birthday i had to fight that i'm not 35 and my daughter kept saying no <laughs> you were 35 last year that's hilarious so yeah the, uh, I, yeah living up to 35 okay this so, year this year so been married 11 years three kids oldest is nine you're kind of at this not a baby stage necessarily three-year-old is kind of coming out of that stage um you guys live in huntington beach and uh, what do you do every day to kind of provide for the family right now? Uh, you know, I work for the, the county itself. And, uh, you know, this is a, a brand new chapter in our life the last, uh, I would say, two, two and a half years. Um, yeah, we're, yeah, working for the county, working um, and basically just risk management, taking what I learned, you know, my previous occupations and, and uh, taking on this new, new chapter of our life. Nice. And I'm going to get into a couple specific questions, but as uh, you think about like becoming a father, was there any resources, a book, a mentor, somebody you saw or anything that uh, really stuck out that helped you as you started your journey of fatherhood? Uh, No, I would say, you know, early on, um, yeah, I I didn't necessarily um, have resources available per se. Um, I always had an an, uh, early on you know, a, a faith and belief system, you know, that I, that I had, um, growing up and, uh, you know, those, those resonated with me early on. And uh, that was my, my internal, um, um, resource. But, you know, as I, as I moved on, um, I, you know, emulated a lot of things that I, I felt, um, you know, was right. Now, did you see those things growing up or are there things that like, where did you see those things to know that's what was quote unquote, right? Um, a little bit of everything, you know, there wasn't necessarily one instance that, you know, um, or one resource, um, you know, early on, I didn't, didn't necessarily have, you know, the fatherhood or the structure growing up. So I knew exactly, um, what I needed to provide. Um, so, you know, I, 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 you know, I, I really didn't know. I mean, I felt I was kind of building the car as I was driving it mm-hmm. early on, but I knew exactly what I didn't want. How did you know that? Uh, you know, just growing up in a broken, a broken household, uh, you know, early on my, you know, my mom and dad separated very early. Um, I didn't know my dad till later on in my life. Um, I learned mostly everything from, you know, the sports or skateboarding and buddies, you know, that, that new stuff. So again, I was kind of emulating everything that was around me. Um, and I was taking what was being provided, you know, at that time. Um, so, you know, early on, I, you know, I had that, that broken life lifestyle, but it, it didn't really, didn't affect me, you know? It, I mean, it seems like it drove you more than anything, like in knowing you, you're good at the things that you do. Right. When you put your hand to something, you you're good at it, you know, but people can kind of go two ways. And, and it's something I constantly run into talking to awesome dads is like, how do you make the right choices? Like if you look at your life, you made the right choices, but you could be talking to this 
the, a different person with the exact same kind of growing up sure. and they're in a terrible spot because they just made different choices. You know, I'm, I'm lucky. It could have went that, that way, you know, multiple times. Um, I, I honestly couldn't give you the reason or actually pinpoint an actual answer besides the fact that my mom was there. My mm. mom was present. Um, and, and during those critical times, um, you know, like I said, I didn't have a father necessarily those early stages, but during those critical times, um, my grandparents were, you know, falling ill mm. and, uh, I was kind of, uh, you know, I, I, stepped in as a father figure to kind of help my mom through those times, you know, and make sure my, my grandparents were taken care of. So, so you had to kind of learn responsibility at a younger age than most. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know helping out with rent, you know, getting a job early, um, you know, and this is all after, you know, my, my dad, you know, and my mom went their own ways. Um, I had a, you know, a rough time with another marriage, you know, that my mom, you know, had, and mm. I kind of, you know, firsthand, you know, pretty much learned what abuse was and, uh, you know, just wrapping my head around what that was, you know, again, and, and kind of processing that, um, you know, multiple times being stranded, and just figuring it being out. Being stranded on your own or being stranded you and your mom? Uh, you know, my mom. Yeah, my mom and I. So, you know, kind of figuring it out as we're going. And so I, I learned, you know, that, you know, there's a right way and there's a wrong way. And uh, I knew exactly what I, what I wanted. Um, and so, again, you know, we, you know, faulted back to, to living with our grandparents, you know, falling back on, on uh, you know, our aunts and, you know, everyone else was around us that kind of held huddled around us during, during some dark times, you know. Um, but at the same time, you know, shoot, I, I remember, you know, it was my mom, my aunt. I had three girl cousins. And for, for quite a while, I was the only, only male in, in the life. The only male figure around. Yeah, that was it. That was it. So I knew, you know, kind of what at that time, you know, again, what, a, what I wanted to be. And I kind of emulated that and, and acted that out at home. Uh, to the best of my ability. So I can't say I did everything right um, because I, I, you know, I did a lot of things as any boy did yeah. growing up. I yeah. mean, <laughs> your favorite, you know, quote, uh, quote you know, rebel and create. And I, I, I rebelled in my own ways, but I did everything to make sure that my mom did not know because I did not want to disappoint her. Mm. And I didn't want to emulate, you know, um, uh, the other male figures that have essentially, um, at that time, you know, uh, failed or didn't hit the mark. So I, you know, I, I kind of presented myself in an image. Uh, so did you kind of grow up knowing that you wanted to have a family and that you wanted to do it differently than you experienced? No, not at that time. I no. did not. No. You're just kind of taking it a day at a time. Day at a time. It was, it was literally a day at a time. It was, it was, it was, I, you know, I can go back years and it was just survival mode for mm. so many years. Um, and so I really didn't, I, I really didn't, uh, have the opportunity. I don't think I ever had the time to really sit down and, you know, and process what is it that I want. Mm. We were just surviving, man. It was crazy. Crazy. Dude, that's, that's really good. Cause I'm ex excited about what we're going to talk about with that being said. Okay. So before we jump into kind of one of the topics that I really wanted to talk about with you is, um, the podcast is fatherhood field notes, you know, and so it's, it's a dad who just opens up his heart, his life, because we don't really have that very often. Like, I mean, you and I probably see each other once or twice a year and we're not going to just like sit down and jump into a deep conversation right That's when we right. see each other. 
as dudes. So it's uh, to open up and share some stuff with other dudes so we don't feel alone. We know that what it takes to be a dad and we can all grow from each other. And then the theme is rebel and create. And it's kind of like a mantra for myself to rebel against the status quo of what the world says a man should look like or what I might think a man should look like. Sure. And then not just be rebellious for the sake of rebellion, but to then create something out of that. So I kind of think the topic we're going to talk about is about this, but, but what is something that you're currently rebelling against? And what do you hope to create out of rebelling against that thing? Um, you know, I think the, the biggest thing I, you know, I'm not going to say that I personally felt that I was rebelling against anything. Um, I was making decisions on behalf of my family and I felt at that time that, you know, well, um, I was kind of being maybe portrayed as rebelling. So what are you talking about? Um, you know, I, 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 uh, started this career is what I thought, um, I was building the foundation, you know, for my family. And uh, as time went on, I, I quickly realized that as the further I got along, the more uh, siloed I was actually getting or my kids were actually, you know, starting to, to, to become siloed. And uh, it started to take a toll, you know, on the, on the, on the household. And, and a lot of this was, was dealing with a uh, career choice I took with, you know, the military and, and doing some government work and, and uh you know, and, and just being a service member, you know, at that time. So I, I, I decided, you know, to make a decision, um, you know, that I'm going to hang up the hat, you know, probably at my most critical time. Um, I was at the, you know, the highest peak of my career and, um, and not just the highest peak, but I mean like at a high level, like a respected level. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, absolutely. I, um, I set out for, you know, gosh, over a decade, you know, pursuing this, this, uh, this career. And, um, you know, I, I achieved everything I wanted. And again, my motivation was my family. It wasn't necessarily for me. Mm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, took, took on multiple jobs. I had, um, some really, you know, high prestigious, um, you know, accredited, <laughs> um, positions I held. And, uh, like stuff you can't talk about, (laughs) (laughs) like I'm being interrogated right now. (laughs) Uh, but no, I mean, shoot, I, man, I I can go on and on about that job and, uh, what I was exposed to, you know, and I thought that this is something that, you know, was earth shattering for my family and was going to just, you know, be the foundation I was always looking for as a, as a younger kid and something that, you know, seeing my kid, you know, proud, hey, my dad's in, you know, service member and, you know, Courtney would, you know, do promotions and hang up, you know, some new promotion rank on my uniforms. Yeah. And I was like, hey, this is like a dad. So that was at that time, my image of what I thought I was actually creating. Yeah. And it came to a point where, yeah, dude, I, I, uh, you know, I had some, some awesome um, occupations, man. I was, went through school, you know, went in, and I was a, at that time they call it a chemical, biological, radiological and nuclear operations specialist, you know, had a great, great occupation there with the military. Um, and then I became a combat medic and, uh, you know, went to medic school. So, you know, I had some, some really, uh, good training and, but again, you know, I looked back at, at one point in time and, uh, I remember I was, 
you know, maybe three years in onto this one, you know, position I took. And uh, I had, you know, over s- between 60, 70 hotel cards. I remember you showing them. You had a stack at, at your apartment or wherever you guys were living yeah. in Huntington. And yeah. I remember I remember 52 of them. So like maybe I was there in the middle of something. Yeah. And uh, it's it's like, dude, what a what a mind struggle to be like you're building this amazing career and it's a respected and your family's looking at you your family's proud but then you're also gone yeah and, and like what a that's yeah, a tough balance oh yeah and and i was mentally gone at that time i mean i i didn't know you know i knew my job i just didn't know how to be present i didn't i didn't i didn't know you know again i was so you know just built on this old image of what i thought it meant to be a dad um, and what's that old image? The old image of just, you know, that structure, that foundation you're providing for the family, um, you know, you're looking for that next chapter, you're that next opportunity and you're going to jump on it. And, you're and that's exceed. more outside of the home. And it's everything. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, I, I look back and I said, you know, I've got, you know, like I said, it's between 60, 70 hotel cards sitting on my this this um, counter. And um, that was within, you know, 30, 32, 35 months. Sheesh. And, uh, so I just remember, you know, one time coming back, uh, from a trip I took, you know, I was shoot, I would say maybe two and a half months, you know, I was gone on this, on this last one and crew at that time was two. Yeah. He was about two and, uh, I'm flying in from, you know, coming back to LAX. So excited, you know, to get home and uh, crew's asleep. So I ended up just crashing out on the floor. Like he's going to wake up in the middle of the night, like a two year old does. And I'm going to be there. I'm going to be that dad, you know, dad's home. Yeah. And, uh, it didn't happen. <laughs> he slept all night. <laughs> so, uh, so the next morning, you know, he kind of starts waking up, getting restless. I'm like, all right, I get to be a dad again, you know, put on the dad hat. And, uh, sure enough, you know, he woke up and I kind of look at him and it's almost like, I just have that playback of the kid that, you know, in a lot of these movies that sees Santa for the first time. <laughs> you know they wake up and like oh my gosh yeah you're there so like as a two-year-old it kind of just kind of clicked man i was gone for so much and god bless emma and my wife (laughs) um but you know he just could not process like you know had a hard time so i had to work with him you know in a good way or a bad way in a good way because i can see that he was smiling at me Mm. he wanted that and but he you know he he's he built up his own walls you know being a two-year-old which was crazy to me it's like they're you know they're they're like sponges man they so he quickly knew you know is this like a for sure thing Mm. or are you gonna be gone again (laughs) yeah exactly so it took time you know we we worked with crew and um he eventually came back around and i said man i i never want to experience that again so so you know that was that that was that you know that moment for me that was like that first that was it that it's yeah. like, what's more important to me? That was it, and that was it. So I quickly kind of had to, you know, process. Um, at that time, it was you know roughly ten or ten or so years, you know, of what was it I was I was actually building for our family. So, um, yeah. So it took you know uh, a lot of research internally. I had to utilize a lot of resources I didn't necessarily um, want to listen to. Um, luckily again, I, I started, you know, working with, um, some local resources. Luckily at that time, Courtney was planted with an amazing church Mm. and, um, I actually started, you know, kind of opening up those, 
those avenues that I never really did. Yeah. And let me say this just about knowing you. So like if somebody's listening to this, I think sometimes people go, oh man, I could never do that. But like, as I see you, like you are a super confident dude and a really strong guy and probably not one to, to ask for help. And because probably growing up, it's like a lot of those dudes who should have helped you failed you and you were the support guy. You were the one who had to freaking figure it all out. And so I think it's one of the hardest things for dudes, man, is to ask for help. Dude. And the reason I bring it up is because I don't want people to go, oh, I'm just not that guy. You're saying that you're not necessarily that guy, but you had this bigger vision of you knew that you wanted something different. And so you were going to figure out how to do it. Yeah, yeah, I was. And I was willing to to do anything it took. At the same time, I was fortunate. And uh, Mm. I'm very grateful for that. Again, as you went back to earlier in our conversation, why didn't, you know, things end up the way that they did? Um, Or what, you know, a lot of times it it does um, end up with with those type of experiences growing up. Um, I'm just grateful, to be honest, you know. So I, I... there's a lot of folks that I, that I know and a lot of friends I know that I mean, I've lost, you know, a lot of folks because of that. Just behave, you know, the issues now, I mean, gosh, with the military itself and just being, you know, uh, exposed to what we're exposed to. Not just the job itself and having to work, you know, and seeing death firsthand. Um, you quickly realize that life is so short and so valuable. Mm. So it just supported, luckily, you know, that I, I didn't go down that route. And, the, and the, the job that I had supported that same, you know, uh, mindset that I had and that gratitude and just being happy that I'm here today. Um, so I, I can't fathom the fact that if I didn't have the resources or the folks, you know, just, just there to listen, um, I can only imagine, you know, um, a lot of the folks that, I, that I've had, I know, have have gone to a lot of these resources, and I've seen some um, some great uh, results from not only just the military itself, but just in general with 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 men. And it's unfortunate that you know right now during this time, it's so relevant um, that we struggle, and we're come to a point, like you said, that how do we, you know that's that's the image of a of a man, and and uh, I'm the first one to say. I would have never thought I would have been able to ask for advice yeah. or just to open up and just to, you know, to talk. Um, and really, you know, it, it's changed my life dramatically because I've had those resources. Luckily that's there that, you know, God has provided me and, and Dude, planted. I can, I, I couldn't fathom the fact yeah. of not having those resources. I really can't. So I, there's so much going on that I don't want people to miss what's happening. Like a couple thoughts that I have. You're at the peak of this job, this career, this hustle for 10 years, young 30, killing it at your job. Like elite status, can't talk about it, you know? And a lot of us who might find ourselves selling insurance or doing some busted ass job that we think is, you know, lame, we're, we're missing out on what we have right in front of us, that this family this home, this is our legacy. This is the thing that's calling us. And like your example to say, Hey, I had this job that anybody would want and be like, dude, you are the crap for having this. And I realized before it was too late Mm -hmm. that actually there's something else that I want. And what a struggle because I know 
even your bond with your bros, you know, like you're on this team and you guys yeah, are man. so tight. I was singled out. I'll tell you that. But I, I remember the day I, I went back. It was actually during the, uh, there was a home run derby. I was at the, the home run derby. We were, were working the event there at the San Diego stadium. And I, I came to that decision. I said, I'm done. And I walked up to a colonel, you know, I was on my team. And I said, uh, I need to have a talk with you. <laughs> and he was a guy that was a, a large, you know, a mentor for me uh, in the military. And I said, uh, you know, I think this is it. This is the last, you know, mission, the last event. I'm going to, I really want to, you know, to, to be there physically and mentally. And I said, I'm, I'm ready, ready to move on. And, and he says, oh, great. You know, what offer did you get? You know, thinking I'm on to the next. Mm. And I said, no, I'm <laughs> something better. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, and and what I want to say is that, you know, um, just be, doesn't, just because of the position I had, the job I had, man, I was so envious of the guy that, of my brother, my hat, well, he's, he's my, my stepbrother or stepbrother. And I, I would say, you know, um, sorry, half brother. I would say, you know, I was so envious of my brother being a UPS driver for 18 years. <laughs> as crazy Why? as that sounds. I mean, I got to see, you know, some of the best things I've ever seen work every single event, you know, be at every single, you know, the Super Bowls, World Series, you know, Coachella to all these other amazing, great that places. That you're security at, basically. Yeah, and, and well, have the opportunity to be there, right? Yeah. Sure. Um, and here I am just so envious. What were you envious about the UPS driver? Well, I saw that my brother had an opportunity, um, you know, during that time that uh, he, he came home at night. And he had the opportunity to engage his kids. The problem that I had was that switch. You know, I'd come home and, and uh, I was on to the next, on to the next, on to the next, on to the next. And I never knew exactly, you know, what tomorrow would have brought per se. So I never really was able to just be present. And uh, I knew that most people, if they're not uh, necessarily pulled out and put into these types of scenarios, they're also missing those things as well. So, you know, I try to, you know, to, well, the, the folks that are around me just say, you know, you're missing it. <laughs> you're missing, yeah. regardless of what position you have it's, or, or what occupation you have, just being present is so important. And uh, that's really what I was after is just to learn and to reprogram myself how to be present because I, you know, I knew that life was short and I saw, you know, a lot of lives cut too short. And so I didn't want to miss that out, you know, miss yeah. that with, with, with my family. I knew that, that, you know, God had our, yeah, had that plan in place. So a couple, a couple of thoughts I have, like one, as I hear you tell it and, and I, I think at the end of our lives, okay, 80, 85, 90, sure. we're all going to look back. But like you just changed it to say, instead of looking back, being like, I, I think that we'll all wonder like, what if kind of stuff, but with the decision you made, it's not going to be, what if I would have spent more time with my family? I, and, and that's almost the, the better choice. I mean, I don't want to say it like that, sure. but that's why you made the choice. Right. But if you were in the military and you had all these accolades at 85 and, and you look back versus choosing to give and serve and thank you for serving, right? Yeah, you went absolutely. and did your time at a good time of life and it and was I, good. 
but then you chose that now it's time for me to do something else and that's that was it. to put my family first that was it yeah and and yeah and like i said i i it was a, it was a challenge so that's my next question is okay so say there's a there's somebody listening or even for yourself i mean that first instant you had of okay he's two and a half and he's six now so that's three and a half years ago mm-hmm. the transition from the transition has to be continued, have to be like difficult. I just had this discussion with my life group last night. I'm still figuring it out, man. And I'll be figuring out for, for the rest of my life. And I think everybody else will, every dad will, they're still trying to figure out. There is, there is no, uh, there is no end and, you know, end to this. Um, so then what do you do is, for yourself then? So knowing there's no end, do we wallow in that or do no. we have grace for ourselves in that? Oh, absolute grace. I mean, but how, man, that's tough, right? Oh, it's extremely tough. And one thing I want to say is that fatherhood is ugly. Mm. <laughs> it's messy. Heck yeah. I can't tell you, you know, how many times I've come home and, um, I just beside myself that I've acted a certain way, mm. you know, or, or I, I analyze things over and over and over again. So you think you beat yourself up some? Absolutely. Yeah. I think us dudes do that probably we do too that. much. We do that too much. And that's the thing is we don't have the resources or we're too prideful hmm. or we're too scared of what other people are going to think. Like at that time when I was going to make that decision, um, I had some of the baddest guys around me. Like, what do you mean you're going to, you know, the, this is a brotherhood. I said, Hey man, I love you, but I don't love you as much as, uh, you know, anyone else. Sure. I'll plug a bullet wound or, you know, whatever for you. But, um, I love my kids, man. And, uh, if that seems wimpy in your, you know, your case, or I'm not necessarily fulfilling my my ideas, like, dude, I did my time, but now it's time, you know, now it's time to, to be a dad or to be a father and to just, you know what, I'm not perfect and I'm willing to, to, to put myself out there. Yeah. And that was really hard for me, you know, so yeah. I think that's what we're missing out on is those, those resources and, and, uh, um, getting plugged in <laughs> with these resources like you're providing. I mean, it's hard though. It's like, you know, because once you step into the fatherhood role sure, and you step into like a kind of a 95 and, and the routine of life, yeah. it can get, it's, it's messy. Like you said, and it's like, you really got to be in tune and kind of pause and take a step back and like keep checking in with yourself. Yeah. Um, Cause it's, yeah, dude, it's freaking hard. It's so hard. I was the one that was fighting not to go to life group last night and I came back a changed person mm. and it's just being, why cool. do we as dudes do that? Why do I we don't want to be taken out of my comfort zone. Anyone knows yeah. me. I'm, I'm, I'm content and I'm, I'm happy, but at the same time, man, I'm, but if you unlayer I'm the battling. stuff, there's stuff that you you want to yeah. work through. We, we all do, right? We all do. The intention is there. The intention is there. But again, you know, <laughs> why is that? You know, why is that such a struggle for us men? It's beyond me. And I and I see like you know the potential now that um, roping back around my fa- my my dad. Um, coming back, you know, and, and being part of our life right okay, now. Okay, so yeah, so your dad, at what age did your dad come back in to be involved in your life? Um, gosh, I would say it was around middle school age. Um, 
Yeah, I and and you know, gosh, if he is listening, I don't know if his intention was ever there. <laughs> my uh, my grandmother, God forbid, bless her heart. She uh, she was adamant about getting a father, getting a father for her grandson. You know, and so she she pushed it. And pushed my, your mom to like find a dude. My my gra- my that grandmother your dad would come back. My grandmother hired a private investigator. And to, to get your dad, yeah, yeah, to locate him, bring him back, and and uh, and and she saw it. I mean, she knew it, and to to this day, it's like, man, and and my my dad is, he's he's God sent now. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's feel, <laughs> and if you ever he's you know six marriages later, you know, ex cop worked in gangs, you know, detective, all these, these crazy things, but, um, the best grandfather Hmm. and role model for our kids. Why? (laughs) You know, I, I still, I still don't know. And I, again, I think it's, it's the resources that's available. It's the image that we hold and it's, you know, it's easier to walk away than maybe to ask for help or to go through a lot of those problems and us as fathers maybe we don't know like i said we don't know what we're doing man we're figuring out as we're going and and like the way that i went with my career path i thought i was doing everything that was right i didn't necessarily know any better and i was lucky enough that i you know just had that moment with my son to say you know this isn't it yeah and i'm lucky to even have that yeah what's you know and hearing you talk about it so it's like you, your dad figured it out now and he gets, so it's like, thank God. Right. Cause some dudes yeah. never figured it out. So he figured it out now yeah. and he's a very killer grandfather. Yeah. But you're going, whatever it was, something that triggered in you, you figured it out 30 years sooner yeah. so that it's not you. I don't want to say just because it's still a total blessing to, for you one day to be a great grandfather. But like I show up, I, you know, I show up here, it's a Wednesday and you're coming home from football practice and then you're sitting here, you and I chat and playing with the kids while Courtney makes dinner for you guys. And, and you're here, here, you're experiencing it. And, and we take that for granted sometimes that it's, it's those little in between things. It's not these big things. And so you get to do that now and give that to your kids, which is pretty incredible. Yeah, it is. It's, I'm very blessed, very blessed to do that. And, but I'm not going to say that I've, fought tooth and nail for this and I've had to put myself out there as a man which is tough to do man dude I yeah it's very tough you've said a couple times resources so if there's a dude who's like I'm thinking about making a job change or I'm not vulnerable or I want to be a better husband like I want to or I want to be a good dad I just don't know how like what would you say are some actual practical things that they could do and you know I'll, I'll just speak on what I what I helped me Hmm. I, I can't speak on, on, on everybody, but um, what helped me is that I really honed in on um, the lifestyles, you know, not Instagram lifestyle, of course, <laughs> right? That's all fake. Um, no, I, I, I emulated some parents, you know, that I saw that mm-hmm. raised their kids that were a little bit older than us. Um, and I said, man, that's, that's it. You know, how do I, how do I get there? Yeah. And I, I tried to connect, you know, as much as I, as much as I can. And where? And, and just, just personal, you know, a a relationship and just being friendly with each other. Yeah. 
and I was willing to just do that. I mean, if you knew me, I didn't go out of my way necessarily to say hi to anybody. Um, and it wasn't because I'm, you know, rude or, or cocky or yeah. my attentions were there. It was just, I was so preoccupied with what I was doing. I didn't necessarily have time for that. And, and so I would, you know, of course folks would say, you know, you're, you know, you're just like a mystery, you know, we got, yeah. and that's never was there. I was very, you know, aware and of my surroundings and, and processing everything that's, you know, going on. But at the same time I was just so occupied. So I really had to step out of my comfort zone to just make those little strides. And I, I ended up starting, um, as a matter of fact, um, meeting with, with somebody from our church. And uh, it was actually from Courtney who planted a seed. Um, when I was gone, she, of course, you know, like you mentioned, she, she grew up in a, in a church home and yeah. a church family. And, and uh, she planted a seed with a great family. And uh, I ended up starting meeting with, with you know, um, well, Courtney was meeting with, with the wife. And she was kind of, that was her support system mm. when I was gone. And so her husband um, I just started connecting, just talking, and I. But I used an outlet, you know. He surfed, I surfed. Nice. So and that was my way, way to... of being vulnerable, and at the same time, at the same time, man, and even to this day, like I was really like screaming out, man, like mm. I need help. And I didn't really, you know, I wasn't ever going to do that. Did you think you? Did you know that that you needed help? Oh yeah, mm. yeah. And I never did. You know, never, never, never asked for it. But when I had the opportunity to say, hey, man, do you want to go surf? I'll come pick you up. That was like my way of getting like some time in the car to just have a different type of guy talk, you know, when yeah. you're driving and, and, uh, yeah. So, you know, that was my very first time in, and that was probably, gosh, I would say I was 30, 30 years old, 31, you know, and I already had, you know, uh, two kids and almost another one on the way. And I'm already, you know, not, I don't know how to ask for help or necessarily connect on a personal level. And I was, you know, I was struggling with that for, for many years. So I was very fortunate, but I, I used something that we had in common, yeah. you know, and, um, and that really, you know, that really started the process with me of being comfortable of talking about some of the, you know, the things I didn't want to talk about. But at the same time, I also had the opportunity to see how he was parenting and mm. see what I wanted. And I would say, okay, I can relate to that. I can do that. And then I started that process, you know, here and in a course, you know, it, you know, having faith and with the church and bringing all that along. Um, that started to build my root system that I never necessarily had. So, mm. Dude, that's so good, man, because it's simple, but really, really hard. Man, it was so hard. It was so hard. It still is, man. You asked me yeah. today, me sitting in life group, man. I, like I said, I'm 35, <laughs> just starting a life group, you know, and people want to talk and ask things around and they, you know, ask, hey, does anybody have a prayer? My response is, man, I'm just happy to be here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, no, you know, everyone else is pouring out their hearts here, you know. <laughs> Give us something. Give us something. <laughs> I'm like, man, my back really, <laughs> my back hurts, you know. Could you pray for my back or my knee, you know, but, um, yeah, so that I'm learning right now, man. I'm just, I'm literally just starting the process now. Midway through my life, just starting now. But I feel like, dude, I feel like that's where we all really are. We like are, you said, man. is it's, yeah. there isn't this, 
Kate, you know, because I think growing up in your 20s, you're like, all right, when I'm 30, I'm going to figure I'll have it all figured out or 40 or 50. But I think you just realize how much more you don't know as you go along. And you kind of made the joke earlier of like you just you're making the car as you're driving it. Dude, I tell you right now, like I, I and the hardest part, too, is I had, we had kids really young. Yeah. So all my close friends, you know, they're just now starting the process. And it's like, you know, gosh, if I wish, you know, our family's like that. I'm like, if you only knew, man. But see, that's There's, the thing is. They, but you're just, you know, again, it's that it's the next thing or the next thing of the season. And I had to stop that and say, look, I'm living for today. What can I do today yeah. you know, to, to make that? And I had to I had to give up, you know, that 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 lifestyle that I'm never going to achieve what I want to achieve. or I'm never going to be satisfied mm. or gratified in anything that I ever do, because I could have continued down that that work path. And at the end of the day. I would have just satisfied myself mm. and I would have died, you know, either lonely or I would have been happy that I've achieved all these things. But what does that mean? It's all selfish, you know? Mm. So I wanted, I wanted to, you know, to, to, to start that process. Like I said, I, I'm learning now. Yeah. I'm learning now. Man, that's really good stuff for dudes to, to be thinking about and talking about. So a last question I have for you, um, is, uh, you're starting to build character in your kids through just your everyday action of your home. Sure. You're working on your marriage. You're working, you know, you're, you're growing all this stuff. You know, one day your kids will move out and they'll start their own families. Mm-hmm. What is the legacy that you want to see them put into their own families? And it's the work that you did. You know what I mean? So like, what are the characteristics when you see their families that you hope you instill in them? Um, I, you know, I think for, for myself, um, not being scared to show affection was, Mm. was really big. You know, I grew up in that egotistical, you know, that manly, you know, environment. And, uh, I, you know, I, I, I want to, I want to be able, you know, to, to instill that we have the affection, um, we can show that affection to our kids and they actually live out that affection and it's not something that we say um that's really big you know i think that um as we grow our families you know kids they need that you know from very young age yeah and that goes back to my two-year-old that at two years old they realized already started to decide is this something that's rock solid or is this something that i'm gonna have to start resorting to somebody else to give me that and if it's not me it's going to be somebody else so as you know as they as they start to develop their families. I want to make sure it's intentional. Mm. Um, and that, uh, they actually act out that, you know, affection. Um, in, in, you know, obviously as they grow older with today's society, um, the biggest thing for me is I, I just hope that they just are, are confident in their ability, um, you know, in, in their own talents and in their own ways, um, that they're not, um, you know, held back in any fashion or too scared to stand up for what's right. Um, and they're willing to, you know, just be kind people. So, um, dude, yeah. as you say, so as you say that, and you know, you said you want them to act it out and it not be something you just say, cause mm-hmm. a lot of people say, I love you or I care about sure. you or you matter to me, but you're saying you want the action to be there, which is killer. And then you talked about how you want them. Uh, what did you say? It made me think back to when when we got here, 
when crew got back from football, he mm-hmm. was talking about falling off of a fence. Yeah. And I was here, right? So you might feel like a little bit of a tent, like a desire to just sit and talk with me and like the kids be kids, but you sat and you talked to him just about falling off the fence and how, how he could have done it differently. Sure. So like, so yeah, you I, took time to invest in your kid to help him know how to succeed in life. And it might just be another Wednesday, another accident, but instead of us as parents, like, oh, you knucklehead, don't do that next time or yeah. be more careful. It's the why you took the intention to talk about the, the what happened and why and how and yeah. who, how do you do it? It's the why and teaching them and it's the why. And, and that's the way that we operate. The problem with us men, um, I would say in particular is that we want to test our own abilities. Mm. So we, you know, we, uh, naturally you want to test our abilities, right? How but far, you're giving how far can we go? To do it. I'll give them the space to do it. Absolutely. But I'll say, this is, this is why, you know, yeah. this is why we do what we do and this is why it's not okay. And if they make that decision, they made that decision. So whether it was decided to, to go over the fence again, you made that decision. You knew mm. the ramifications, right. you knew what was going to happen. It wasn't that I didn't tell you that it was going to happen, but you had the tools or you had the resources. And if you messed up, hey, man, are you willing to do it again? Um, and I'm not going to be the one that's going to sit there and actually be that person that's driving, the, you know, and, and, and forcing my kids into this, you know, um, person that I want them to be. I still want them to, you know, explore that. But, yeah. hey, I'm going to take the time and invest it to give you the tools. And if you decide to do that, you know, you, you, you knew that you knew what was, what was coming. <laughs> but that's what it is. Like, even with you talking about the mentor you talked with and, and having men in each other's lives and us being dads, like that's how we, we learn. We learn from failure. Absolutely. And we learn from others in our lives who show us the way. That's right. And it's a combination of those things. And we have to be vulnerable and we have to be, find a way to be open and talk to each other. Sure. Otherwise we're not going to grow. That's right. Which Never that's will. the whole point of this is like, dude, how can I grow from capturing stories that matter from dudes? And I just know there's so many guys out there who are either dreaming about a job they wish they had and missing out on what's right in front of them, dude, that's, which was kind of me. That was me too. I mean, I, I was dreaming of, even more, though I had more. it, it's yeah, just so the more like and more. more. We all are. Yeah. We all are. And that's, and that's, again, you can be doing that, but you also at the same time, man, you got to realize what we're missing. Um, Dude, it's good because you could either be at that job or think you life would be better if you had that job. But if all of us men looked at our families as the thing that gave us the adventure, yeah, dude, the world would look different a hundred years from now. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. So I, uh, yeah, so I think that you know, again, going back to you said like the legacy, I'd much rather have my my kids. Um, you know, they still ask the questions. You know, one day you're wearing you know uniform. What happened? Mm. It's like, well, I made a decision. So I'd much rather have that legacy than to say, sure, I can go get some more awards or go grab some rank or go here or go there. But again, that to me was more important that that decision was made. And I think that'll carry more weight, you know, at the end of the day. Um, And that's what I hope, you know, they realize that there's, there's something bigger there. Yeah. Dude, Jason, thank you so much for opening up and talking about your life and talking about this big decision that you've been making the last few years and dude I see you with your family you love your kids 
you love your wife you're a good man a good husband a good dad and uh i think that now there's going to be those guys who are looking at you like you looked at that dude yeah and and like you said, we never all have it figured out, but there's yeah. going to be the ones who've said, ooh, he's figured out some of this stuff, and they're going to be looking to you. And so thanks for sharing your life so that others can can grow from your wisdom, man. It's not wisdom, man. It's trial and error. <laughs> That's em- wisdom. <laughs> em- em- emulating, uh, emulating, man. I learned from, from my kids, too, man. So oh, for sure. Yeah. All right, bro. Well, thank you for being on the Fatherhood Field Notes podcast. Appreciate you. Thank you, Ned. What another great conversation around fatherhood. I just can't thank Jason enough how he opened up and shared. So many of us men, we don't want to open up and share. We don't want to open up and talk about the stuff that matters. And I think that sometimes we will live with regret because we don't pause and consider where we are headed. And Jason did that. And one thing he talked about was finding somebody that he looked up to, finding something they had in common and creating space to really make that person a mentor. I think it's so critical for us men. I mean, that is how we learn. We learn from each other. We learn from being together and asking questions. And I I love to joke around. We all joke so much, which is great and funny. Don't stop doing it. But create intentional time with people that you value and talk about life because we can learn from each other. Everybody we can learn from. And people can learn from you. So I think having that position of being teachable, but also be willing to teach, that is critical for our for our manlyhood. So keep that in mind. I want to thank you, all you dads, for listening to Rebel and Create's Fatherhood Field Notes podcast. What you do matters. Do not be like everybody else. Be yourself. That's who your kids, your spouse, and your community needs. This is your guide, Ned Shout. Together, let's rebel against the view that fatherhood has little impact and create lives engaged in the craft of fatherhood. As always, please write a review, share this with a friend, go follow us on Facebook or Instagram, and help spread the word that fatherhood matters.